Welcome to another episode of Two Crones in a Book, where your host Shell and Annette get together to talk book-related stuff. This could be a review of a book, watch-along of movies based on books, or general ramblings. But be warned, each episode, including this one, contains adult language and spoilers. Consider yourself thoroughly warned, and welcome to our chaotic tea party. everyone to another episode of two crones and a book and this is a ramble session we've got a bit of a risque one here in it oh my you're not gonna ask me to show my ankles are you oh yes (laughs) (laughs) um our topic of today is which literary character would you fuck marry and kill in one go or separately <laughs> well, I, I would take it separately because otherwise that's just the same as our dating question start off with the fuck and everything's happy get married mm. by the end of it you're like I'm going to kill you but you've got to put the washing up in the sink so, <laughs> so to make it a little bit more interesting I would suggest if you're on board that we, we go independently who would you fuck who would you marry and who would you kill okay <laughs> you go first, babe. Who, who, let's let's start with fuck. Okay. Who, who who would you go with? Oh, I don't know. There's a bit of a weird one. Go on. Don't judge me. It's not a cartoon character. Is it? <laughs> no, it's Hannibal Lecter. It's Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read the books? I've read I've read the first book. I haven't read the others. Uh, well, spoiler alert to anyone who's listening. Um, at the end of the books, yes. Clarice and Hannibal run off with each other. No. They do. I did But I'm that. digressing from your, your your story. Why, Hannibal? <laughs> you want to donate a kidney for pudding? <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's that whole thing, though, of like, is he going to kiss me or is he going to eat my face? <laughs> but you, you are not a thrill. Well, you're very rarely a, a thrill seeker, danger, <laughs> embracer. <laughs> Oh hell no! It's like I do. I, I, you are not gonna get me on a roller coaster full of nobody. If there's a strong breeze, I'm like, get in, get in, get in. We're gonna die. It's a tornado. <laughs> do, do you um visualize? There were two actors who played Hannibal, wasn't there? Mm. So do you visualize uh, Anthony Hopkins, or do you uh, see the Brian Cox? Yes. <laughs> who was the guy? What was his name? Brian. Brian Cox. In... Oh no, there's three people who've played Hannibal. Uh, yeah, it was Brian Cox who did Manhunter, wasn't there? The first ever one. Yes. So you, you've got um, Brian Cox, you've got uh, Hannibal Lecter, and you've also got Hannibal Rising. Yeah. Um, which had, I can't remember his name. No, it, it's it's Mars something or other, isn't it? But anyway, it's 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 going to be Anthony Hopkins. Is that weird? Anthony Hopkins? No, it's not weird at all. <laughs> Those piercing blue eyes. <laughs> and that lovely white jumpsuit. Yes, covered in blood. Oh, is it mine or someone else's? <laughs> I didn't see that one coming in it. I don't think I saw it coming either, but just the thought of it. It's just like, oh, is it going to be leaving wearing my face? <laughs> And I, I suppose it's he, he's a bit of a gentleman, isn't it? It's not like someone who's tried to pull up in a transit van and, and drag you in the back. Well, think about it. It's like in, that, in the scene from Science of the Lambs when Miggs throws his um, fluids at Clarice. Yes. And he, uh, he, he wouldn't stand for it. Like, he's got to make someone choke on their own tongue <laughs> for me. <Ooh. laughs> 
He's a natter. <laughs> I think that's quite a good choice, actually. I'm quite impressed. Oh, thank you very much. Dark-sided yeah. Nashi. <laughs> and there, there was no other contenders he was your go-to? Uh, weirdly enough, no, there was no one. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, Michelle. Who would you... Who would be your F-friend? My F-friend? Well, I'm pretty confident that you haven't heard of it. Oh, I. Yeah, it's just because it's not your... Your sort of um, book, well, you might have heard of it. Let me stand corrected. I shouldn't make judgments or assumptions. <laughs> um, it's Aisha from the book She by <gasps> H. Ryder Haggard. Wait, 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 wait. Is this, this the, oh, oh, is this the Hammer Horror She? Yes. Oh. They made a, yeah, it wasn't a very good Hammer Horror, but yes, no. they, they did make a Hammer Horror of it. Um, and yeah, do, do, so you know the story. So the gist of it is, it's. I mean, you've got to accept that the book itself it was Victorian, so there are some politically incorrect assumptions in it. Yeah. But the gist of it is, this dude and his uncle go in in on an expedition into this deep, deep jungle um, or Amazon forest, and when they get there, they they find a group of of native uh, tribes, and they all worship this white woman called Aisha, mm. and she's supposedly so beautiful that she has to wear a veil, or you'll immediately fall in love with her. Ugh, but she I turns out relate. to be a lunatic. <laughs> Sorry, I was just saying I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, she turns uh, turns out to, to be an absolute looney tune. Um, she's been waiting, so she's immortal, she's been waiting for centuries um, for the descendant of her, her murdered lover uh. to, to be reincarnated and comes back. Um, but yeah, no, she's, she's all about killing and deceit and, and murder. And she's, um, she's basically exceptionally cold, powerful, beautiful. Um, I'm just completely bonkers, really. And not your type at all. Not my type. I thought I'd go for a change. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read this when I was really young. Uh, I don't know, about 14, 15 before I came out. And I remember thinking, ooh. <laughs> Maybe. I really like this book. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so that's 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 my fuck, would be Aisha. You want to stay, want to stay around because you might sacrifice you on an altar or something but yeah that Ooh. would be my my initial go-to that's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hook her up with Hannibal Lecter at the end of it so they'll be so distracted with each other we can leg it oh nice <laughs> <laughs> um well that that takes us into marrying it who would you marry well this is someone we've covered before in our uh, tea party episode about fictional characters when I got confused and thought it was about books <laughs> just books we did have a lot going on in it <laughs> we did to be fair and it's back to my old favourite. It's Wesley from uh, A Prince's Bride. As you wish. Oh, yeah. Oh, those are the words I want to hear. <laughs> That's a pretty big extreme, isn't it, from Hannibal Lecter? So someone that might eat your kidneys <laughs> to someone who is licking your feet and, and abiding your every command. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that shit at home. It would not go down whatsoever. <laughs> Get me a pillow pad as you wish. Try that at home. Get me a pillow pad. Have you seen how much? <laughs> You're mad. <laughs> Cheeky bastard. He's a pretty steady constant for you, isn't he? He is. There's just something. Oh, it's the way he looks at her. And it's just, you know, it's the loyalty and the love. And just like someone who would literally die for you. I mean, it's, oh, I know it's tacky and it's, well, but no. Oh, it's, no, I mean, we're talking about marriage here, aren't we? So 
if it yeah exactly and if it is you want someone who's just going to worship no matter who you are what you've done what you look like hello uh <laughs> worship the ground you you're walk beautiful on. babe you're beautiful oh bless you but no yeah it's it's that that kind of love like no it, it's just all knowing all encompassing but like I, i'll leave because you need me to leave right now i'll be back and i'll sweep you off your feet <laughs> you know uh, it's it's all fiction <laughs> so <laughs> there is no Wesley in the world, but never mind. I got the next best thing. I got you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> Hopefully, Andy doesn't listen to this episode. Um, <laughs> I I struggled with this one, and I'm not sure if that was born of my fear of commitment. Just the very thought of it, was it even if it's fictional. No, <laughs> uh, she so um, she'll kill me. <laughs> Sorry, don't even say this relationship. <laughs> And I, ironically, the two choices I boiled it down to were both blokes. Okay. So um, for marriage, attraction didn't come into it. Um, <laughs> practicalities. Practicality. Well, no, having well. So the two that I've got, and I can't pick. I cannot, for love nor money, pick between the two. Okay. But the first one is, and I'll be very clear on this, because there's talk of them remaking it, is David Bowie's uh, Goblin King. Oh. Yeah, so uh, like you visualise Anthony Hopkins, the Goblin King. I, I want to be queen of uh, goblins. I picture them tights. Hello. <laughs> I had those tights, babe, in the 90s. Oh, oh, I don't think you filled them out like he did. No. <laughs> um, and the other one is Severus Snape from Harry Potter. Very misunderstood, yes. And that guy's loyal, man. He put his life on hold and in danger Oy. to protect a child that wasn't his, was a product of being left for someone else. Yeah. But he rode it out till the end. Wow. That's the kind of commitment I want. See, I again, be... undying loyalty. Yeah. That's the kind of theme we want with marriage. That's why I'm not married. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I'm sorry, I can't commit. It's what I want, but I can't commit to that. <laughs> you can commit to it. <laughs> it can be a very one-sided thing. You can commit to me. Yeah, <laughs> commit to me all you like. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not sure I can put a ring on it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I am a bit of a fan of Severus Snape, really. Um, there was a compilation on YouTube where someone put together in chronological order all the scenes of Snape. Yes. And it was very fucking powerful. And cool. I was like, that's the fucking film I'd watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it was so well done as well by... Um, Alan Rickman. Alan that's Rickman. it. I mean, Alan Rickman. What yeah. what a legend. Yeah. And how he played that character. Genius. Well, he knew, didn't he? She told him right at the beginning. Because even though the last book hadn't been written. Yeah. She had that planned all along. Mm. She, she who shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean that's my my married choices um okay kill who would you kill oh this was not a struggle for me <laughs> okay i have disliked this character from the minute i read this book when i was in high school and it is holden caulfield from catcher in the rye oh, do you know it's one of the few books i couldn't finish i can't stand that character <laughs> <laughs> so, so your decision is born out of hate. Oh, it's well, it's it's. Uh, he was just so pretentious. 
and teenage, you know, that kind of teenage, yeah. the world revolves around me. And isn't it magical that these are things are happening because I'm here and they're happening around me? <laughs> oh, bog off. <laughs> I hated that character. And if that was the intention, well done, J.D. Salinger, because you got me hating that piece of crap. I could stand... No! It's... Oh. <laughs> I, I hated it. I just... Oh, I was so angry at that book. Even as being that age when you are supposed to be that selfish little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> even... I was too much even for me. <laughs> I, I couldn't finish it. I thought it was really boring. Oh, he's so dull. He's so dull and pretentious and I know a lot of people rate it and, and then a lot of people you know don't understand why there's such hate and they, they make excuses it's like look at the end of it I just I never gelled with that character yeah whatsoever yeah. and you, you can justify it all you want but it's a personal opinion and honest to god if I could hack off any character it'd be gone <laughs> tiny little pe- I feel it to my to my f buddy my yeah. Have lunch on me. It's <laughs> a nice cool tie-in, isn't it? There you go, full circle. <laughs> um, mine wasn't born of uh, hate. Have you read Johnny Got His Gun? I've heard of it. I haven't read it. So it's a an anti-war novel that was written at the end of World War, uh, after World War One. Yeah. Um, in 1938, I think. Mm. And for me, this this would be um, a mercy killing. So that Ooh. you are inside this guy's head, remembering what he's remembering and hearing what he's thinking. Um, and he is a soldier. He was a soldier, but he's now in hospital and he has lost all limbs. Uh, he's lost his face. Oh. Um, so he can't talk. He can't breathe. He's gone deaf. He's gone blind. Uh, full amputee. And but his his brain is fully operational. Oh Jesus! So he's on um, this table and they're keeping him alive with an oxygen tube through his his throat. Um, that's how they fit, they're feeding him through what we'd call today a peg feed. And he, after a long long time, he learns to communicate with Morse code by moving his head because initially he can't move. Yeah. But he can manage to shudder his head, and it was a deeply, profoundly disturbing fucking book um at the end towards the end of the book because he doesn't die in it oh um towards the end of the book he taps out a message using the morse code with his head that he wants to be put in a glass box and toured around the country so people can see the product of um of war the outcome of war um and they say no obviously, because they don't want people to know, because who's going to sign up to fight? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly, yeah. But it's it was, yeah, it was it was really un- uncomfortable that, because that, you're in his head. Oh. So right, right at the beginning of the book, it's when he becomes conscious and he, he's like, oh God, I must have been hurt. And it, it spirals from there and then he realises he hasn't got any legs, realises oh. they took an arm, realises he can't fit. Yeah, so from, uh, it would be him. So isn't that fucking depressing? You had a nice giggly laugh on yours, and I've gone straight to an anti-war novel with someone who can't communicate and is is fully conscious but trapped. Fuck! I've, oh man! <laughs> I need it's to have difficult. I need to have a sit down and a think. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not a read for everybody because it, it it is a 
I found it quite a difficult read, not just because of the, the contents, but it's the language is chaotic because you're in his head. Yeah. So one minute he's jumping from a memory to someone changing his bandage. but Versus yeah. a teenager who just annoys the piss out of me. <laughs> Sorry, Annette. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I have to sleep after this. <laughs> I said, these things are... I, I do enjoy these things because we always... Um, come up with very different things uh just a bit on this one (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no so well that's quite a flat ending isn't it oh well never mind (laughs) (laughs) everyone everyone uh go hug a soldier and uh, have a lie down (laughs) and a think about life (laughs) i mean is there anybody that you you had on your list or your radars that you you decided against but was a contender to be honest no i i struggle <laughs> so you, you had your go-tos i had my go-tos because you know i'm not as um widely read as you are to be fair it's just because i don't sleep in it you know <laughs> no, it's, it's true you you are more wi- widely read than i am when it comes so uh, the, the characters that i know you know i'm not really invested in a lot of the characters that i read about so it was a bit of a struggle bus to find ones that I would consider for these highly anticipated roles of being my fuck, marry, kill. <laughs> they were good choices, though, innit? I got I got there in the end. It was a struggle, but uh, Holden Caulfield was not a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> that was just there. That was a go-to. I was like, uh-uh, that book traumatised me from youth. <laughs> kill him and kill him now. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that supposed to be on the CIA's watch list or something? I've no idea. I know it's meant to be one of the greatest works of American literature for some bizarre reason. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> really? Yeah, it is. It's up there as like a massive read thing. But I'm sorry, I just I didn't get it. It wasn't for me. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Just I googled. God bless Google. Uh, the idea was that the CIA had implanted codes in the Catherine Rye that brainwashed them brainwashed readers to do whatever the government wanted perhaps that was because they were so bored in it yeah <laughs> of reading this goddamn book <laughs> need to put some something interesting here let's put some plants in and cause some chaos <laughs> yeah no I, I couldn't finish it i would actually love to be able to revisit some of these episodes um and and see what other people think yeah definitely if you've got your list of your f mary kills Go for it. Share with Look us. Look at We'd you being it. a lady. F. Mary kills. Sorry. I you. can't help myself because he's next door and I can hear him. <laughs> okay. Fuck Mary kills. I there can't you say that he's next door. I can't say it. <laughs> I said it for you. Yeah, Fuck you. Mary kill. There say you go. it. Scream it. I can't. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that was, that was that was a hard question, actually. That was. We got, we got there in the end. That it took us to many, many, many levels. <laughs> <laughs> so up next is a, a review of The Hunger by Alma Katsu, which is a fictional account of the historical events that were related to the Donner Party, the pioneers going across America. Uh, it looks really, really good, so we're really, really hopeful. But if you'd like to, to join us in with that, get reading. And we look forward to, to seeing you soon. Fantastic. Well, we can't wait to uh, speak to you all again. Cool. Um, In that case, love and leave you. Speak to you all later. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Crones and a Book. If you would like to contact the show, 
you can email us at twopronespodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media for episode content and more. You can find us on Twitter at twocronespod and on Instagram at twocronesandabook. Also join our Facebook group at twocronesandabook. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show on your podcast listening app of choice. Take care now and we'll see you next time. Bye.